0: back to paying for attention a podcast where we talk about paid media myths solutions and uh, what what you want to do about it Uh, today we're going to switch it up a little bit uh, and talk about two years from covid and how that's changed consumer behavior so we're kind of excited about this one a little bit more high level uh, just kind of general business talk so um, we'll see how it goes hopefully you enjoy it i'm andrew hollington and joining me today is keegan brown ceo of Megathos. Uh, we're excited to have you. So let's get right into it. So uh, obviously, the the main effect of COVID on consumer behavior is in the e-commerce world, right? Um, you're, we're stuck at home, um, more mobile than ever, um, needing things delivered to us, things mm-hmm. like that, right? So obviously, it in, it changed e-commerce sales. Um, I, I think for the better. We saw. Big increase in e-commerce sales in mid to late 2020. Uh, want, want to just start there, Keegan, and talk talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I think everyone uh, out there probably experienced more e-commerce shopping themselves. And if you're in, involved in the industry at all, you probably saw that giant spike. Um, like you said, it makes sense. People were stuck at home. People were afraid to go to stores, malls, you know, all that. So e-commerce really took off uh, mid-2020 you know, right, pretty much April on from 2020. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll talk about that in a second uh, in terms of what that ended up sparking. But um, we saw a huge, huge increase in 2020. Uh, 2021, we also saw a, a a pretty record year as well. It's all, we saw a little bit of that level out um, for a lot of our clients. Um, but overall, you know, a lot of clients saw, you know, still record years or better years than every other year before 2020. Um, and I think, you know, for the people who uh, did see a better year in 2021, um, we're able to really kind of get a good market uh, in 2020 uh, if they really expanded. Also, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, for the people who kind of saw a level out, um, at least in a lot of our cases, we did see Amazon stop advertising for uh, a lot of products, which changes the, the entire game. They, for a lot of our clients, they've taken up anywhere between 20 and 50 percent of impression shares. So without them in 2020, some of these companies really got to flourish. And then Amazon kind of slowly came back and kind of leveled out some of their sales in 2021. But that's that's kind of the first big thing. obviously. Yeah,
0: I think a couple key points there, uh, you know, I think the generally the companies that did well in 2020, I, I think it was. Fairly easy to do well in 2020. (laughs) Uh, I think more consumers means you're going to see some sort of spike, right? I think the companies that continued to see improvements in 2021 were well established brands, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think branding is a key thing because more consumers in the marketplace means mm-hmm. typically more competition, right? Mm-hmm. There's there, there were a lot of startups around this time as well. Um, you know, it's a good time to be at home and start up your e-commerce bl- brand. Um, new drop shipping uh, competitors yeah. on the marketplace. There's more choices than ever, right? So, so with Amazon competing less, <clears throat> there were, I, w- I would say, more smaller competitors kind of joined the fold and, and started competing there.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, that's a good point. You know, a lot of a lot of new companies started. We we get a lot of prospects that say, hey, we started, you know, uh, June of 2020 um, and look at our sales. Um, and I think you, you made a good point about brand, right? Uh, I think the brands, the companies that did well in 2021 had a defined brand either already or they really defined that in 2020 and really were able to stand out. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these like overnight startups that really didn't think about branding. you know we saw a lot with people selling PPE um, yep. you know a lot of other things like that that just kind of came out they just they had no branding they just put some products up on a Shopify site and you know maybe they saw some sales they didn't last. Um, so I think that's a really good point for you know 2021 and now 2022 and, and beyond is that branding aspect that people really started to care about that a little bit more as they were shopping online.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a, a big thing. I mean, there's we we had a prospect come to us that was selling, you know, COVID masks and things mm-hmm. like that. So like what is what is the brand doing? Are you, are you just trying to benefit on the on the pandemic? That's mm-hmm. obviously pretty short sighted and just trying to profit for the <clears throat> for the short term. But the brands that really heavily invested in a, a good, solid foundation and st- and like you said, stood out because yeah. I think the big thing is Amazon's not going anywhere. <clears throat> that is that's obviously the the standard when it comes to e-commerce uh yeah. we're, we're spoiled mm-hmm. as consumers to have an amazon out there that we know the product's going to be a fair price <laughs> we don't even really need to shop around for price mm-hmm. a lot of times when you know amazon has it in bulk so they have the you know the economies of scale going for them um and it's going to be shipped in two days uh in, in most cases mm-hmm. almost 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 a lot of consumers have Prime. I, I I honestly don't know anyone that doesn't have Prime. <laughs> so, so when when Amazon is the standard, you really have to start doing things to to stand out to to sell your products effectively, right? So, um, with with consumers spending more time on their computers and phones during this pandemic, um, yeah, awareness is awareness should be higher. You should be able to get in front of them more. But you do have to invest a lot up front in, in those brand awareness plays and really establish the trust of your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it, these sales don't, don't just come overnight unless, you know, I mean, we, we have seen some brands that, you know, their products just sell like hotcakes. People love it. Um, and you do, you don't have to do uh, a bunch of branding. But uh, I, th- I think it's important that, that, you know, when you are a startup in the e-commerce space, you kind of do need to invest in the brand and you're not going to see that return right up front. Yeah,
1: I think, I think that's important. And I think more so just the brand, but the customer experience when yeah. you think about, um, you know, over the last decade or so, obviously more and more people have been on the internet, uh, more and more people are shopping online again, thanks to places like Amazon and other good e-commerce companies. Right. But <clears throat> 2020 really made it to where everybody almost had to. And so now you took. A good portion of the world and in the United States that didn't really shop online that much, and now they're educated on e-commerce, and now they're more educated on what a good customer experience is, and all the the companies that that don't provide a good co- company uh, or customer experience when it comes to shipping, like you mentioned, when it comes to pricing, when it comes to the brand and what they stand for, when it comes to the packaging. Uh, refunds and and questions and, um, you know, other things like that. Um, Those 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 brands that have a that that deliver a good customer experience um, are are going to continue to be uh, very successful online. And that's just really due to our society is a lot more educated now. Like people had to become educated over the last two years uh, with shopping online. And they probably a lot of people got, you know, screwed over, unfortunately. And had to learn from from it the hard way to be able to find those better brands.
0: Yeah, and I think related to that, kind of the next point is uh, a very very related. Over the last two years, we've seen more of these financing options pop mm-hmm. up, <clears throat> and that's also affected it, right? Um, these, the, the Klarna, the, the Sezzle, um, a firm of yeah. the world. Yeah. The, those, those guys, you start to see it on more and more e-commerce sites. And, you know, when you can get a good deal, low interest, spread that, spread that, uh, you know, larger purchase out over, you know, one, two, three years, it, it makes that upfront purchase a lot easier on the consumers. So yeah. that, also had a play in the spike. It had to, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially with, you know, people's, uh, you know, uh, insecurity around their jobs and income. Yeah. Right. Um, and just like because of the need of having to buy so many things more online, it's, hey, like, can you make it easier? And these companies found a really good uh, opportunity to jump in, like Cecil and Affirm and all that. And, you know, leading up, like right early 2020, I was just becoming more aware of things like Klarna and I I saw that and I was like, what is this? And I was like, this is kind of cool. Actually, it's the only other option compared to PayPal. And then over the last year and a half, two years, it's, I mean, every, you can, you can, uh, you can finance a $20 product if you want. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And what I did was I got some uh, seats for the Brooklyn Nets game uh, uh, back in December. And uh, you know, I ended up going a little bit uh, better seats than I normally would because I was like, Well, I'll just uh, I'll I think I did a firm and spread it out over like two months and got much better seats than I normally would if I had to pay right there.
0: Yeah. The other obvious direct effect from COVID and increase in consumer behavior, consumers purchasing more and higher dollar items, even though there's (coughs) a global pandemic, was the um, those those COVID. uh, uh, What do you call it? The 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 uh, government giving those the
1: uh, stimulus
0: stimulus checks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Like how many people did you see? How many of your friends did you see that were (laughs) like, I I mean, they, they were pretty, uh, they were pretty friendly, right? Like you, you make under 200 K a month, uh, a year or something like that. You're going to get 1200 bucks. Like, uh, um, I don't, I don't remember the exact numbers. I, I, I know I got it and I I probably shouldn't have needed it. Um, but, but because of that, you know, consumers were like, well, I got 1200 bucks that I didn't have before. Why don't I go out and buy that Peloton bike? Yeah. You know, why don't I invest in my home gym? Why don't I, you know, those are two easy examples because, um, you know, I, and it affected different, that brings up another point. It affected different industries differently, right? right? Like yeah. home gym, you know, uh, yeah. home, home gyms were a big thing during COVID, right? So yeah, I, I couldn't Peloton get... sales were through the roof. Yeah. And, they, they, yeah.
1: and no, I mean, I, I couldn't get any any home gym equipment for like two months. I was pissed and everything was like quadruple the price. But but no, you bring up a good point. All other industries were affected. Right. So while everyone, you know, with the stimulus checks, with, you know, kind of the need for it. But people didn't people weren't going out to bars and restaurants. Right. Movie theaters, um, sports and, and other events. Right. A lot of your entertainment budget that people have was cut because you couldn't you couldn't use it. So Well, then we're going to buy better clothes. We're going to, you know, um, you know, buy more streaming things, home gym equipment, those types of Peloton bike. Right. So definitely a lot changed there because you didn't even have the option to go to a nice restaurant over the weekend or to the movie theater or, you know, go out to the clubs or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about consumer products, um, which are the obvious kind of Mm -hmm. um, you know, the obvious kind of spikes from COVID, but I want to talk a little bit about how it affected some other industries that we work a lot with. And I I wanted to start with healthcare um, because that's a, it's, it's, it's related and relevant, but it affected them differently than, than say a Peloton, right? Um, They are, what happened in healthcare that we see with our clients is, uh, these these COVID spikes caused some seasonality for us with that was really kind of hard to deal with honestly yeah um, you know the uh, COVID would would spike um, consumers would kind of kind of freak out healthcare you would think would take advantage of that but what what a lot of people that don't work in the healthcare industry didn't think about is what about the vol the sheer volume mm-hmm. <clears throat> of patients that they had to deal with, of customers that they had to deal with. Yeah. Um, sometimes it became too much where staffing became an issue, yeah. um, and so what what happens on our end is well, we're honestly doing too good, guys. Like mm-hmm. we kind of need to cut budgets here, like uh, and and it would just lead to changing goals. Like okay, well we need to shift our goal here because. Uh, we need to we need to stop focusing on covid. Those are coming at us easily. Like we're, we're getting those in the door. No problem. We need to we need to shift focus here. Right. And and so goals would change. Budgets would change. It brought about a different type of seasonality than we've ever seen before.
1: Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a great point. And I think while, you know, uh, understandably, uh, everybody talks about healthcare workers and all everything that they've done. Right. Um, <clears throat> And again, completely understandably. But what you don't see is healthcare marketers and operations having to also shift everything about their job at a moment's notice every time there was a spike. Right. So, in um, more uh, you know patient uh, facing healthcare, when it's coming to things like um, like urgent cares, hospitals, those types of things, when there's a spike in COVID, um, you know you're organically getting a lot more patients yeah. coming through the doors um and so that means okay now your marketing budget is changed because we can't handle like you said the sheer volume on top of that a compounding effect is healthcare workers resigning getting sick um and just really not having enough so not only was it too many patients coming in people were leaving you know the the health healthcare workforce um just really compounding that and and then you don't really know as a marketer in operations how many how much of this, uh, you know, business and, and patients coming in is because of COVID? When is it going to stop? When, you know, we need to ramp up hiring and then COVID spikes kind of come down. Well, now do we need to lay people off? Do we need to look at shifting these different uh, uh, roles around? And I think it, it really makes it difficult for all of healthcare care um, uh, to really kind of navigate these, these different um, COVID spikes. Um, and then on the flip side, when uh, if you're looking at things like eye, like eye doctors or things that are, I would say less urgent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but still related, um, when COVID spikes are going up, they're not getting anybody because those people are afraid to go into healthcare facilities um, to get their eyes checked or to get you know LASIK surgery or anything like that because they're they're worried about the the COVID uh, risk there. So then you kind of got the flip side on that.
0: Yeah, true. A uh, really good point. <clears throat> um, another industry that we deal a lot with that <clears throat> might have had a, a bit of an opposite effect would be kind of uh, higher education, right? Universities, uh, tech schools, they were forced into going to virtual learning, right? Yep. Through the pandemic. And that changed consumer behavior in itself, right? That changed how uh, you, you don't value a virtual learning experience the same as as going to a class and listening to a professor speaking directly to you, right? So um, talk a little bit about how, how you saw that change higher education.
1: Yeah, so I mean, one of the first things, obviously, like you mentioned, going virtual, um, people don't value the same. And what happens, or what we, what we saw happen is uh, a good portion of the students that were in uh, in-person classes, at their current you know universities and, and all that, um, who then had to switch virtually were really upset because they're not getting the same value. They're not seeing their friends or being ha- able to have more like one-on-one with a professor. People are distracted at home on computers. We saw that across all of education, not just higher education, right? So that was a big issue there. But for how it really changed consumer behavior on um, on actually improving or helping higher education mm-hmm. was now uh if you're virtual and you're a uh a local school or you know a a, you know regional uh mba program or anything like that now there's less regional barriers so that you can actually target people who are in different states or different countries because now there there's less barriers to actually join your programs right because if you're virtual it's, it's just like you know a lot of uh colleges have been adding you know if not all of them at this point online options but now everything is online or you know the last two years um and we're finally starting to see more and more of colleges and universities kind of change back to in person um but it really took away that that regional barrier which allowed marketers to go out and find prospective students uh in places maybe they wouldn't have tried before
0: yeah i i think it's just a. Uh it speaks to the adaptability that we need to have as marketers mm-hmm. um you know the world changed consumers will eventually get over that and understand that's really my only option right now uh i, I if i want an education or a, if i want a certificate from this coding class it's probably going to be virtual now mm-hmm. um so consumers will end up um you know finally understanding what what we need to do as marketers and what we saw success with I would say is is just being clear right Mm -hmm. looking at the relevancy being setting the expectations up front like hey this you know these are virtual classes right now changing the copy a little bit Um, what are the benefits of virtual versus Mm -hmm. in person speaking to that on the landing page on the ad copy um, and and really you know kind of helping the helping the university or, or, or the education you know provider not see too bad of a of a of a shift because of the change in consumer behavior. You know, look, it's it's not ideal that this is virtual, but here's here's what we can do about that.
1: And, you know, as, as everyone has uh, talked about the last year or so, the, uh the great resignation, yep. people are changing careers at, at a higher rate than ever. Um, people are, you know, people who were stuck at home, w- picked up, you know, uh, you know, other interests and found certificate programs mm-hmm. and Maybe took a, a um, you know a more technical approach to their their schooling. They maybe went got like a, a three month program at like a healthcare um, school, right? So uh, a lot of different things kind of changed there. So again, playing into that as marketers, being able to adapt and say, okay, yes, you know, a lot of the current students, a lot of people are upset about going on virtual, um, but there are some benefits to it. We can find um, low hanging fruit when it comes to targeting for virtual. Um, and then also again, playing into that great resignation to talk about career changes and talk about, you know, the success stories there. And, um, yeah, again, changing copy and, and working around, you know, kind of the, the, um, the barriers that, that COVID kind of put in place.
0: Out of curiosity, uh, you you mainly work with our higher ed clients, just yeah. uh, I don't get the pleasure to work on as many. So out of curiosity, did you find any uh, key insights over the last two years, like maybe search volume increased because they were stuck at home and they said, I might as well educate myself, maybe conversion rate decreased because of the virtual aspect. You know, did you find any interesting tidbits there?
1: Yeah. So I think I think we talked a little bit about this on a, on a previous uh, episode, um, one being that uh, the, G, the the regional barriers, right? Yeah. Um, before we saw a lot of um, search volume uh, for like specific school um, come locally or you know pretty close to locally. If you're, um, you know, if you're in Arizona, uh, you're probably looking for an Arizona school. If you're in Arizona, maybe California, New yeah. Mexico, Las Vegas, um, you're probably not coming from the East Coast coming to Arizona as often, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw a lot of that change uh over the last year and a half especially in the first year uh, after COVID, was a lot more uh, search volume and interest for a school was coming more naturally rather than uh you know regionally so i think that's the first big thing um, we did see the fall of 2020 actually see extremely high conversion rates for a lot of our um, for a lot of our uh, higher education clients um, that again similar to e-commerce um has kind of leveled out in 2021 and and now in uh in the beginning of 2022. um but uh a lot more questions and a lot more those types of searches we started to see come through in terms of um uh uh, about covid precautions is it in, in virtual or in person uh those types of things you know a lot of people were saying hey if it's virtual can we get a little bit of a discount on our tuition
0: yeah it makes
1: sense um and then on like um the social and display side we did see uh a lot of you know it, we had to kind of stay away from showing people in in the imagery uh in, in the creative right uh one because some people were saying hey maybe it's not the best thing to show a classroom full of students yeah. in a time where one that could be dangerous to um it's it's that's kind of setting the wrong expectation if, the, if it is a virtual class. Right. Um, and then if you said, OK, let's put masks on them, then there's a whole nother debate there. And, yeah. you know, the other uh, you know, complaints really from other road. students there. So um, it had to go a, a little bit more uh, away again, away from uh, students. Um, and again, that's putting more emphasis on copy uh, and more a- abstract type imagery there.
0: Yeah, a couple couple follow ups there. I the, the the psychology behind marketing like that is is super interesting to me. <laughs> um, it, it's it's I think it, almost everyone listening can re- probably relate to. In the middle of the pandemic, you're watching a a TV show or a movie or something oh, yeah. and see a crowd and kind of freak out a little bit, right? Like yeah. <laughs> we so were like, just. Yeah, we were just like we were just nervous to be around groups. Right. So thinking of how to apply that to to marketing and landing pages and imagery and creative. That's that's super interesting. Right. Uh, the, The other piece was the regional barrier. I think that relates right back to that whole great resignation talk you were talking about in. I I mean employment no longer has regional barriers, right? Like yeah. tech went vir- tech went virtual for the most part, as yeah. we know. You know you can you can people can get a San Francisco developer salary living in Omaha, Nebraska if they want, right? So, yeah. um, I think COVID affected the way we think about moving around the country. It seems like we had a lot of movement around the around the country during yeah. COVID, um, and that's just and and so people were. I think consumers were a little less scared to kind of make that move to uh, to. Well, for one, virtual, you don't need to make the move. But, you know, if if you were to see an opening for like a, a California school, a Southern California school advertising in the Northeast. Well, I could see see myself moving there after the pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just get my application in and see yeah. how it goes. And maybe they'll maybe they'll be in person, you know, fall of fall of 22. And and I'll apply then. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. Or, you know, uh, a lot of people, as we know, in Arizona, um, they left places like California and they came to Arizona, and they came went to
1: Texas, right, uh, where not only do they now uh, have a lot more money because they probably sold their house in California yeah. uh, and bought much cheaper here. Uh, thank you to that for rising our, our home prices. <laughs>
0: um, Highest rent uh, rent increase in the country, I yeah. think, here in Phoenix. <laughs> That's fun. Um,
1: but, but now they're saying, hey, but I still want to go to University of San Diego, uh, right? Or... Um, so now they're here, and now and 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 now they can research yeah, and and go to school there. Good
0: point. It works the opposite too. Yeah. Like I no longer need to be near my campus. I can go to a good school from where I live right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And we know
1: a lot of people who you know had good jobs in San Francisco and said, "Hey, um, I can't really enjoy the city, and yeah. it's expensive. I'm gonna I'm gonna move to Denver. I'm gonna move to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna move to Phoenix. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I think." I think when you really start to break it down and as we're going through this these different ideas or these different um, industries we see how much that shakes up housing Um, you know uh, uh, grocery stores even Um, yeah uh, really everything has been kind of shifted um, because people are moving more Uh, people are buying online people are more virtual so takes away some industries Uh, people can't spend the money on things like entertainment so they spend it elsewhere um, definitely changed a lot.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I think so for sure. uh Just to to kind of wrap it up, I mean, I we we truly hope you had some success during during COVID and were able to, like we said, adapt uh, your your marketing and messaging and and be able to find some success there. But I think moral of the story is, you know, don't don't be afraid to. Dig in a little deeper. Do some research. How are your consumers changing during a global pandemic? Um, we're we're nearing the end of it. Hopefully, knock on wood. Um, uh, we've been saying that for uh, a year and a half now, but <laughs> we 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 truly probably are at this point. How is that going to change consumer behavior again? And just get ready to get ready to adjust again. But yeah, I really hope you enjoyed. Uh, listening to, uh, you know, our, our, our rant on consumer behavior during COVID. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. We, we enjoy having you. So uh, tune into the next one. See you then.